So, how about that last episode? <laughs> it, it took a while to to get to get that uh, to get something out the door. But yeah, we it did was, it. it. It was what uh, two recording sessions, one basically lost episode, <laughs> which was too bad because there's some good stuff in that. But let's not talk about it. Yeah. What's been going on? Uh, well, I I had my turn at the uh, last movie movie night. Okay, what did you what did you land on? Um, well, my 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 final choice was uh, Chungking Express. Oh, you went with the Hong Kong after all. I went with the Hong Kong after all. I mean, uh, you know, Chungking Express was the last movie that Bridget Lin did. Okay. Um, and you know, if just to put some context in who she was, you know, she was a huge actress in the late '80s and the the early '90s. You know, she was the lead in about four or five movies every year, you know, from like 1989 to 1994. Um, but she got married and, uh, and she retired and she, I don't know if she even did another public appearance until 2008. Um, but, uh, you know, I thought Chungking Express was probably a really good one for her because kind of symbolically what her character does is what Bridgette Lynn you know, did that at, you know, at the end of her part of the movie, she's, she spends the entire movie wearing sunglasses and a blonde wig. And <laughs> yeah, at the, at the end of the movie, she, she, uh, she, well, not at the end of the movie, but at the end of her half of the movie, she drops, uh, she drops the wig and just disappears into the crowd. Uh-huh. Um, you know, which I, I think was supposed to be a statement on, on what, on what she was doing. Gotcha. Um, symbolism. Symbolism. Um, the, uh, you know, but before I showed that, I, of course, you know, showed, uh, I wanted to make, let people know that there were other movies I could have shown. Such as? Uh, well, let's see, uh, Viva Knievel. Okay, wait a second. Just, let's not assume that everybody's heard the last episode and, and explain this. So you're doing a themed movie night with friends. Everybody gets to show up a movie once a week. And the theme for this series was basically theoretically famous actors but actors last film appearances correct um and, okay and so what were some of the other other uh things other movies uh that i was gonna that you know that i well, well the the ones that people actually show oh uh brainstorm with natalie wood natalie wood uh the misfits with Marilyn monroe and clark gable uh let's see what else uh the informers with brad renfro um on Golden Pond with Henry Fonda. Um, I can't remember anymore anymore right now. Gotcha. Uh, but you know, it's been a lot of movies where people died immediately after the after the movie was made, um, or during during the movie being made. In some of these cases, uh, I didn't want to go in that direction. I wanted to go in a less depressing direction. So, so some of the other movies that I was looking at, and I, I like showed like one scene from each of these. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, besides Transformers the movie and Orson Welles playing Unicron, the 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 planet eating planet. I'm not entirely sure I understood that, but um, <laughs> you know that you can barely tell that's Orson Welles doing the voice. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if he was really really ill when he recorded that, um, 
but that could have been anybody's voice, and it sounded like they just, uh, you know, did the did the 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 mix to make it to make it sound like something else. Um, but you know, also Viva Knievel, which is Evil Knievel's last movie, and I think probably his first movie as well, but that still counts. Um, have you ever seen that movie? Viva Knievel. Oh yeah. yes. Uh, I saw it at um, B-Fest, perhaps? The, no, no, no. I saw it at the New Orleans Worst Film Festival. Oh, was uh, it? Yeah, sometime in the early 2000s. I forget which year exactly. It's been, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that was on... I want to say that was on 35mm. Really? Yeah, it was either 35 or 16 um, and of course I had a copy of it on VHS back in the day, but I have since dumped all of my VHS tapes, regardless of whether I had a DVD alternative or not. Gotcha. Um, the, the thing about, you know, Viva Knievel is Evil Knievel playing himself. Right. <laughs> and, uh, Leslie Nielsen is in the movie playing a drug lord. And easily the the best part of the movie i don't know i think gene kelly is the washed up mechanic buddy of viva of evil oh, evils is pretty good too uh, you did not use the term alcoholic which you really should have gotten That's in there right. he was an alcoholic wasn't he i guess I, I thought washed up covered it but no no nope. you're right I, alcoholic was an important detail uh but you know the best part of the movie besides gene kelly is that is the is the drug lord's plan Leslie Nielsen's plan? So he's trying to smuggle drugs from Mexico to the United States. Oh, so, that's that's almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, how could you possibly do this? So here is the. Simple, I'm thinking with a with an incredibly complicated plan involving evil evil Knievel. Exactly, that is the simplest way to do it. So they're going to lure evil Knievel to Mexico, where he's going to do a record breaking jump over a fire pit and while everyone is distracted <laughs> no, right? no no oh, okay so they're gonna jump over the fire pit and the, i gotta say that fire pit was pretty lame it looked it, you know it looked like something that you would walk over at a company retreat and uh so they're gonna they're gonna sabotage his bicycle so that when he so when he jumps the fire pit his bicycle his motorcycle, whatever. Because if he did it on a bicycle, I'd be damn impressed. <laughs> that would be. 150 feet would be impressive. But So he's going to jump it on the motorcycle. They've sabotaged his motorcycle. He's going to crash at the other end and die. Okay? So got it. now wait, they've got... Wait, let me get that last bit down. Yes. Now they've got dead evil Knievel. So... Dead evil Knievel. <laughs> got it. Yep. So then they're going to... Uh, build a complete and accurate uh, replica of Evil Knievel's motorcycle trailer. Replica have one K or two, <laughs> and so then they're going to replace, you know, replace the real bike trailer with the fake bike trailer. It's, it's actually like a Mack truck, and. Uh, but the fake one, which will have all the drugs in it, $50 million worth of drugs in it. And uh -huh. so then no one will stop Evil Knievel's funeral procession going from Mexico to America. That apparently 
funeral processions for beloved daredevils are not uh, are not the subject to certain such yes they're they are their customs does not apply to those it is a well-known well-known law I'm like seriously this is the simplest plan that you could come up with to get 50 million drugs I mean dig a hole does Willie Nelson know about these guys (laughs) I don't know because as I recall he was stopped on his tour bus yes yes (laughs) but Willie Nelson is not dead (laughs) yet see that's the difference I actually just saw Willie Nelson on an old episode of Monk. Oh, jeez. In which he was um, accused of murder, of course. <laughs> really? Yes. See, Johnny Cash, a, I could understand. It was a chock, chock, o Willie Nelson full, chock full of Willie Nelson. One of those phrases. Uh, episode of Monk. Was Willie Nelson playing himself, or was he playing? He an was. Actual he was playing Willie Nelson. He's playing Willie Nelson. Great. Um, that sounds Monk was also playing himself. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. Um, let's see the other. So the other, the other little bit that I showed from a movie uh, was uh, Sextet, right? Which I'm pretty sure you've seen. Yes. Was that a T fest or was that at a B fest? I think it must have been at a T fest. I, I, if it's played at B-Fest, I wasn't there. I don't know how you could play that as a B-Fest, because I swear the audience would would revolt. Well, I think Ken... I mean, I could look it up on the B-Fest site, but I, I'm pretty sure Ken has told uh, tales of um, of that being at B-Fest. Really? Yes. Um, so, so Sextet just... played in 2010. Oh, it played last year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sextet... Which was apparently the first time it played. Mm. First and only time. Wow. I, I'm so... Nobody who was at B-Fest that year will be going back. So Sextet is, <laughs> is Mae West's last movie. And that's kind of cheating because Mae West, uh, you know, kind of retired from filmmaking in 1943, I think. Right. Uh, and, you know, was only in, like, Myra Breckenridge and Sextet after that. Uh, but Sextet... Is you know a a uh, a vehicle for her. You know she's the main character, and she's supposed to be this world famous sex symbol uh, who's just gotten married and is going on her honeymoon at this this hotel, which also happens to be where there's some kind of peace conference going on. Now, the thing about this whole movie is, is it's Mae West doing the same shtick she did back in the 30s, even though she's 84 years old. So it's just, you know, double, so let on, me guess. double you entendres. Showed, you showed the uh, Love Will Keep Us Together oh, musical number? Oh, you better believe I showed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so the, you know, that's, you know, the, the, the... That there, yet the uh, her husband, who she's you know that she's just supposed to have married, is played by Timothy Dalton, who is the young and dashing Timothy Dalton. Yeah, he's point. he was quite a dish in uh, 1977, but uh, yeah, he's 32, so that's a mere 52 year age difference between them. And love will keep them together. <laughs> and it they, says so right in the song. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he sings to her a disco version of the classic Neil Sedaka song, Love Will Keep Us Together, though most people know the Captain and Tennille version. Wow, you did your research, Neil Sedaka. Look at that. <laughs> you better believe it. 
I um, love I, it. I also at the I also showed as showed them the uh, the scene at the end with Alice Cooper. Uh huh. Do you remember that? No, uh, I and, really don't. Well, because Alice Cooper doesn't look anything like Alice Cooper. He actually is is completely clean cut, playing a bellboy. I think it must have been the hemlock I took right afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they pumped my stomach, but it did things to my memory, So I, I actually, I, I told people that I would stop playing that song if they could guess who it was, oh. who was singing. And it, it, it took about a minute and a half into it before somebody finally guessed it was Alice Cooper. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was good times were had by me, mostly. Uh, yeah. Everybody else was in quite a bit of pain, but... Uh, yeah. You know, that's what movie night is for. Let's uh, let's rewind for a minute here. Sure. Um, you mentioned uh, Brainstorm. Brainstorm, yes. Which is actually kind of a guilty pleasure for me. I, I actually, I mean, it's a mess of a movie. Yeah, it, but, but it's a great idea. The concept is great. The cinematography is amazing. The acting, by and large, is, is awesome. Um, it's just, like, it's really high concept classic 70s 80s sci-fi yeah i i would i would i would argue with you on some of the cinematography and i don't know how much of it is is that the production was troubled Mm -hmm. but there are some some scenes that are shot really really oddly yeah Yeah, Um, it may have just been that they didn't have coverage like there's like one kind of important you know conference scene where a bunch of people get together and the entire scene is shot from one side of the the room yeah that was a little weird like way back so you're looking at everybody across the room and i'm like did they mean to shoot coverage on all of this so that they could you know edit it together and maybe maybe they did you know yeah who knows who knows who knows at any rate um so famously natalie wood's last movie she was in a tragic you know drowning accident yes which was recently in the news again yes that's kind of what i wanted to bring up so apparently the ever so uh, journalistically, uh, how do you say? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even have the uh, the adjective for it. But the the astute Entertainment Weekly is apparently alleging that uh, uh, Natalie Wood and co-star Christopher Walken were having an affair and. Uh, after the accident, he confessed that affair to someone, and blah blah blah. And now there's a psychic involved. Oh, I but don't. The, the thing yeah. that, that I get is, it's like, like now the LA detective agent or not detective agency, the police department detectives have opened reopened the case. Yeah. Um, On uh, the strength of an Enquirer story. Uh, mostly, uh, you, you said Entertainment Weekly, but yeah, it was National Enquirer. National it? Enquirer, thank yeah. you. Entertainment Weekly was uh, was the the source I was looking at that. Quoted the, the National Enquirer. Um, so the, the the actual new evidence that that is being presented is essentially the captain of the yacht. So there were four people on the on the boat: Christopher mm-hmm. Walken, Natalie Wood, uh, what's his face, Robert Wagner. Is that the right mm-hmm. one? Okay, yeah. Robert Wagner, who's Natalie Wood's husband, and then the captain of the boat. And so the you know the captain obviously when the accident first happened you know gave gave testimony as to what he said happened. He has since changed his story. I think that they have just reopened the case to get his new statement mm. into the record. It may not mean much more than that. 
um, you know, just what more or less what he's changed is he said, you know, he, he hasn't even really necessarily changed it, just kind of stressed different elements of what happened. Gotcha. Um, you know, so we know that uh, Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner had some kind of confrontation. Everybody has admitted that. Gotcha. Um, you know, again, it sounds like kind of like a Rashomon thing. They may all be describing the same event, but, you know, everybody kind of describes it differently. Gotcha. Um, how serious it was how angry they were at each other, that kind of stuff. Um, then, See, this is why I bring these things up, because you always, you know, every detail of the story, I'm like, what's going on with this? I'm <laughs> going to talk to Scott. He's yeah. going to make it all better. Um, I, you know, I, I find these kinds of things interesting. I mean, let's, let's just be clear. Rumors about what happened to Natalie would have been around ever since she died. Um, so none of this is particular. And, and bad jokes. And bad jokes, yes. What kind of wood doesn't float? Et cetera, See, et I wasn't even going to go there, but I... <laughs> Never mind. Hey, look. All right, so so there was something else you were going to say when I interrupted you, but... Oh, um, so... So the, the, uh, Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner had some kind of confrontation. Mm. Wagner and Natalie Wood went back to their cabin. Apparently they got into an argument. Uh, the captain heard this. Then, uh, at some point later, uh, Robert Wagner came, found the captain, and said, "Nellie Wood, you know, left left the cabin, and I don't know where she is." And now the captain says that even though she, you know, she, he, you know, said she she didn't know where he was, and the and the the boat's dinghy was gone, and. Uh, the they he now says that Robert Wagner advised not calling the Coast Guard right away and actually like forward him a drink and didn't seem that worried about what had happened. And so the Coast Guard didn't start looking for her until the next day and then they found her body floating huh. uh floating not in the dinghy, still wearing her clothes, uh, you know, like a, a a heavy night dress over pants, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, you know, the whole thing is is a wash. You know, from the way she was dressed, it certainly sounds like she was probably, it probably was the accident that it always, always was supposed to be. You know, always, you know, the determination was always an accident that she went in the dinghy and then she fell out in the night. You know, she got lost and fell out during the night. Um, I don't see anything in the, that would really change my opinion of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's not enough, there's not really enough evidence to say one way or another what really happened. I mean, there, there were, they definitely were arguing, so that certainly leaves the door open for something more nefarious happened. Gotcha. That and Christopher Walken was on the boat, which, you know, come on. Right. Well, it's always good for some headlines. Yes. <laughs> I just want to bring something up. We were talking earlier about the New Orleans Horse Film Festival, which uh, sort of died out in early, I don't know, 2000, like, I want to say 2005 at the latest. Well, I think Katrina did it in. Yeah, that was probably, probably, which would have been, um, God, what well, was that, 2005 or 2006, Katrina? I think it's 2005. I could be wrong, but yeah. yeah. Um, at any rate, um, Apparently, they uh, have started doing it again um, as a monthly uh, bad movie series. Yes, I 
I knew that. You knew that and did not bring it up. Um, yeah, I mean, Crystal, uh, was it Crystal Guillory? That yes. was her name, right? Yeah. She apparently lives here now. In St. Pete. In St. Pete. I ran, ran into her on the street. Well, we knew her boyfriend was from St. Pete. Oh, did we? Yeah, I knew uh, that. I didn't, I didn't Crystal know that. Crystal was the, one of the organizers of the, the film festival. Um, so, yeah, so I ran into her a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. Interesting. Um, so I kind of knew that they were doing it as a series. I don't really know where they're doing it or under what circumstances. I know they have a Facebook group. Yes, yes, they do. I will link to that in the show notes, which can be found at cultmoviespodcast.com now. Okay. Did you know that? Uh, no, I did not. Well, now you know. Cultmoviespodcast.com officially points to the, uh, the, the, blog, the bloggy blog thing. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I really, really don't like that blog is now a word we can never get rid of. <laughs> Look, just deal blog. with it. Blog. Blog. It's a great yeah. word. It really isn't. It really, <laughs> really, really isn't. But, you know what we have? We have listener mail. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to read it very abbreviatedly. Um, once I look up the name of the person who wrote it, because that was the thing I didn't copy from the email. Uh, try Blake. It was Blake. There we go. Um, Blake, I'll look up your, uh, your full name here in just a minute. But um, Blake thinks that The Expendables 2 is an awesome idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, he says, I'm all for them making it into a wax museum of action stars. Um, well, the first film uh, wasn't the awesome action picture that bookends their career. Um, hopefully, Stallone can learn from his mistakes on this one. I do remember there were initially rumors of Jeff Speakman and Charlie Sheen being cast in it. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay. Well, he did, you know, Blake points out, he did do some crappy action movies before his sitcom work, such as Navy Seals, uh, Terminal yeah. Velocity, and Shadow Conspiracy. Um, which yes, which I know. was worse than Navy Seals. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, I forget, was Michael Bean in either of these two movies? Probably. Mm. Um, he's probably in Expendables too. Why the hell not? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would have... I am I am all for, you know, ex having all these stars in one movie. It's just I wish it were a better movie. And, and maybe the second one will be better. But the first one really did nothing for me as an action movie. Hmm. I mean, I don't know that you've, you haven't seen it, so... Man, I, I'm just waiting for Santa with Muscles 2. <laughs> Never going to happen. I, you know, I keep writing to the movie studios, all of them, <laughs> and saying, you know, there's just something about that. You know, with your Maybe. luck, you'd get you'd get it, but it would star Jesse Ventura. So right. <laughs> that would be bad Santa with muscles. <laughs> but uh, Blake also points out that Jackie Chan has one more action movie in the works, the second sequel to Armor of God. Yeah, I wonder if that's ever actually going to happen. I don't know. Uh, um, it's supposed to be his final action movie before he permanently switches over to drama, yada, 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 yada. Um, Here's hoping that it'll be to his filmography what Fearless was to Jet Li's. Yeah, I mean, I... Is uh, what uh, Blake says. I, I do not... I, I have not heard much about that in a very long time, uh, to be honest. Um, 
I know that at one point they announced it was going to be his 100th movie. Um, how, how has he not made 100 movies already? I, I don't know how they're counting movies. Um, but uh, more recently, they've decided that uh, his new movie, 1911, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess they're calling it 1911 Revolution, uh, is his 100th movie. Okay. I mean, that's how they're promoting 1911. So, you know, I don't know if that means that uh, Armor of God 3 is off the, off the table now or yeah. whether they're, they're still going to work on it. In any case, I mean, Jackie Chan seems to have largely segued over to being a dramatic actor. I mean, in I mean, 1911, I don't know, if, have you seen any of the trailers for that? I have not. Um, I mean, but I will link to them in the show notes. Yeah, um, I've, I've seen a little bit of it. Um, I haven't sat through all of it because it's really long and really dense, but mm-hmm. it's it's a straight drama, you gotcha. know. It, it's it's a an epic, uh, an epic, you know, true history. You know, practically every scene starts out with uh, with text explaining when this is taking place and and where this is taking place. And every time a new character shows up, their names appear on the side of the screen, and they explain to us who they are. You know, it's it's one of those huge epic sweeping yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Where I've you need seen a those. yeah, where you need a scorecard to to tell right. what's going on, or at least a good working knowledge of history. Hmm. So um, Blake Matthews is our writer's name, and he uh, used to write us quite a bit on the old podcasts. Yes. So yes, it he seems did. like he's happy to see us back. Guess what? We're happy to see us back too. <laughs> yes, we are. Including people who I had no idea were listeners to the previous podcast. Like, people I've met in real life since. And, um, you know, then got an email saying, I'm glad you're podcasting again. I'm like, okay. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so Blake has one final point for us. And that is that Netflix has finally come to Brazil. So Netflix is expanding. Um not sure how successful it will be, but if they are able to stock all the Shaw Brothers films released here uh, that I have to buy to watch because video stores don't have them, I might just sign up. The mm. large undercurrent of dishonesty in the local culture that makes me wonder just how successful they'd be. Um, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that, Blake. I mean, is that the equivalent to stealing cable? Well, I, I think he means not returning the DVDs. Oh, you mean uh, Netflix as in the, uh, the... The physical thing. The physical thing, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if they're really uh, moving streaming out in other countries. I mean, I think they just... Didn't they just start doing streaming in England? Or maybe yeah, I'm that's a good point. I, I totally... Like, I, I do still have a one-at-a-time-out thing, but I don't really think of Netflix in terms of DVDs anymore, which is, I think, how they'd prefer it. Uh, probably, but, yeah. you know... it. You know, it, we have we have to remember that here in the United States, you know, we tend to get these kinds of things first, mm-hmm. and the rest of the world, you know, it it takes a long time for similar services to 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 be set up in those places. Yes, we are terrible, terrible people, and how entitled we are. Yes, pretty much. I agree. Yes, I was thinking specifically of you, <laughs> not so much me, but yes. We could talk about the Muppets. We could talk about the Muppets, yes. Yes, seeing as how we talked about the Muppets before. In the last episode. In the, the, lost, the already, already we've had a lost episode. And we generally agreed that we liked it. Oh, yeah. I, 
it was it was exactly what I I would have wanted a Muppet movie to be. Yeah, it's hard to imagine getting it much better than that. I mean, I think people people do. You know, I think people had complaints about the the Me Party and Muppety Man songs, but I I don't really see that. Yeah, I don't. Just, I mean, yeah. the I mean I I thought the music was pretty good. Um, you know, it was by the same guy who did the the Flight of the Concords. And mm-hmm. and so it sounded very very similar to Flight of the Concords, but you know that's not necessarily a bad thing. At least it sounded like something. At least it wasn't generic. Right. Yeah. No, I had a great time. So did Elizabeth. Um, you know, a dozen or so kids in the screening we saw, which was on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, um, walked out of that theater singing "Menomina," which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Uh, one thing I'd like to mention is that uh, in some of the trailers, you could see that there was a scene with uh, Danny Trejo and Wanda Sykes. Yeah, yeah, there was, you know, quite a bit of stuff that didn't didn't make it in. Well, yeah, and uh, the scene with Neil Patrick Harris that was in the trailers is not what was in the movie. So, yeah, it seems like they had, they had more stuff. Uh, Although I think the scene that that did make it in with Neil Patrick Harris was exactly the right scene. Oh I yeah, mean, it was it was funnier. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. It, you know, it was just probably a, it was just an alternate take of him doing Menomina. Yeah. But you know, it seems to indicate that they probably cut they cut more stuff out. Yeah. Um, even was that the only other um, uh, How I Met Your Mother star in the film? The which one? Um, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris was he the only other cast member from How I Met Your Mother who was in the film? Um, I think so. I don't. I don't think there was anybody else. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. Although somebody did point out to me that Walter does look much more like Josh Radner than he does like um, Jim Parsons. That is true. That probably would have made more sense. But <laughs> Jim Parsons is the one who won the uh, won the uh, Emmy. So yeah. Well, okay. So he got to be in the movie. He got to be in the movie. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Funny, um, but terrible. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, they didn't... Uh, I like that they went real deep on the Muppets bench. You know, mm-hmm. so even Uncle Deadly got a got a good scene. That was. That was pretty good. Um, I think they only added two new Muppets. I mean, I think it was just Walter and, uh, and then 80s Robot, who incidentally cracked crack me up every single time. I've been following um, a new blog from a friend of mine called Incinerator. Incinerator? Incinerator. No, it's basically the word incinerator with no I. Oh, okay. So incinerator. I have no idea why why he chose that. It's cool, though. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a blog about the intersection of uh, film and technology. Which is pretty interesting. I don't think I know of any other blogs that, are, that have quite that spin. And he links to something about Shazam for television. Ooh. Which is something, yes, ooh, something I've wanted for a long time. Like, what am I watching? You know where it will be especially helpful? If it works, is um, at the Alamo Draft House, where they run pre-shows of weird and obscure stuff all the time. Yeah. Sometimes YouTube videos, and I would like to know, what am I watching right now? I probably would just, like, keep hitting Shazam the whole time. Anyway, um, but uh, they're launching a campaign for a movie, and that movie is Alvin and the Chipmunks Shipwrecked. Say again? 
uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. So Shazam, I guess, is doing a promotional campaign. Yeah. Um, and they'll be working with 20th Century Fox to launch their first movie promotions campaign for Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. So how is that going to work? Um, so... I mean, is it saying that if you're in the movie theater, you're supposed to hit Shazam? I don't know. I mean, they, um, they do that with TV shows now. Like, if you Shazam, like, during certain shows that are probably on the CW. I think they're basically doing ads for Shazam. Um, in the movie? In Well, no. In, like, exclusive content. So, a limited free time, limited time free download of the film's hit single, Vacation. A hit single, blah, blah. An extended Alvin and the Chipmunks trailer, additional clips from the movie, a link to buy the first two movies on Blu-ray, a link to purchase... To, okay, so, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how that is going to work, but um, I don't know. All I, all I know is that I get to go see Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked on Saturday. Oh, oh, oh joy. Try to, try to contain yourself. So, speaking of... of, uh, of, of a Shazam for for movies that would be useful. Have you seen mm-hmm. Skinamax? I have not, but I see this little link you just sent me. Um, why don't, rather than me watching it, why don't you explain to me what's going on here? Well, I really think that the description there really tells you all that it's Koyan's uh, Kathkwadi for the for our generation. Um, it's uh, basically these people took a bunch of kind of scenes from late 80s, early 90s movies and put them to a soundtrack. Ah, uh, okay. So it, this this thing called Skinamax is a movie. It is a movie. Not to be confused with, with the cable channel. Cable which, does that even exist anymore, Cinemax? Yeah, Cinemax is still around. It's Okay. Which everybody called Skinamax because they played softcore porn at like 3 in the morning. Yes. Um, yeah, but no, no. Skinamax is, is, is a, it's a movie. It's on Vimeo. Um, and there are... You know, if you're if you're a B movie nerd, you're going to recognize most of the stuff that they're sourcing. Mm-hmm. Though every now and then something comes up, and I'm like, "Ooh, what movie was that?" Um, you know, they pull pretty heavily from uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and Repo Man, and Demolition Man, uh, and uh, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, but it, it's it's uh, and Transformers the movie. It's a it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty pretty good little you know hour-long wa- uh, watching experience and you can see the whole thing on vimeo on vimeo yes excellent well that'll go in the show notes uh-huh. um i guess we kind of transitioned out of the uh the listener mail there without <laughs> without like closing that off but i, I do want to say that if you want to send us uh some listener mail send it to the guys at stomptokyo.com um, or our little uh, cult movies podcast thing there does have an ask us a question. I think it says ask us anything, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. So cultmoviespodcast.com, click ask us anything. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, do you think maybe we'll talk about werewolves next time? Uh, maybe not next time. Maybe the maybe time after that. Time after that. Some one of these days we're going to talk about werewolves. Yes. All right. Well, I guess that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And this was the Cult Movies Podcast. Stomp Tokyo.